two villages in the mysterious kingdom are at war. What are they fighting about? Well, this is a theme park, so probably unions. Think you can help? Grab your moderating sword and find out. This is Opposite Attractions. Welcome to Opposite Attractions, ladies and gentlemen, the show about theme park design that is technically possible. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined as always by the thousandth happy haunt, Jim Murphy. Hello. I don't have anything funny to say today. I apologize. So, Jim, would you like to make a young boy's dreams come true? <laughs> Is that is that the new Universal Studios Florida tagline? Yes. Make no, a young boy's dreams come true. It's far too happy. Because uh, I was sitting at home, the and I tweeted about this. This is off topic. I was sitting at home the other day, and a Disney commercial came on, and I instantly started crying because they're so good at making commercials. Then about a few minutes later, a Universal one came on, and it was just like dubstep, and then some kids Fortnite dancing in front of a minion, and then the dinosaur <laughs> from Jurassic Park. And basically, their slogan is now, Universal Studios. Fuck you! You can't afford Disney. That's it. <laughs> but no, um, they 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 I, say I did it. Post, I did post uh, my versions of those commercials. Oh yeah, on the Twitter. But um, at Op Ad Show. Um, yes. But what I was saying about making young boys' dreams come true, they say if you want something to happen, you need to speak it into the universe. You need to seize it by the balls, and you need to just out it. And just confirm it. Say it's true. The secret. So we're about to secret this the fuck up. I'm getting married at Disney World. I'm getting married at Disney World. I don't have the money for it. I did enter the Omaze thing where they're like, donate money and enter in and you may get married at Disney World. And I did that and now I'm getting married at Disney World because I'm speaking it into the universe. Well, didn't you weren't you didn't you have that idea of like just having somebody get like ordained and like as you're riding a ride just say the stuff? Oh Wasn't, yeah, I did have the se- the secondary idea, which was to get Blake ordained, then go to Universal <laughs> Studios and just like as the T Rex is about to attack us. Do you take this man? Yes! Cinderella, uh, the Disney Parks commercial is, come get married in front of a beautiful medieval castle. And the Universal Studios commercial is like, you can get married in front of a fucking dinosaur. I don't give like a shit, today. fuck you. The dinosaur will or- is ordained, he'll marry you. <laughs> I wonder if that's a thing. Can a puppet marry a human if the person puppeting it is ordained? I think as long as you fill out the pay- proper paperwork, I don't think they give a crap who does it. I mean, fake Elvises do it, so... the ju- <laughs> They look at it, they're like, so your minister was Bucky the Beaver? Yes, yes, yes. Optimus Prime was my minister. <laughs> he asked, he was very curious if all of the pews in the, st- in the chapel were made of... What? <laughs> 
Oh, Jesus. But yeah, I'm getting married at Disney World. It's happening. Hashtag Scotty needs to get married at Disney World. Tweet it. And then maybe Omaze will be like, well, it's supposed to be random. <laughs> but this guy's got possessed. Like, I legit, I entered it last night after my paycheck cleared, which is a sad sentence. <laughs> and then I immediately just was like, I'm get, I repeated it to myself in the mirror, like, I'm getting married at Disney World. I'm getting married. And is it bad? The marriage is an all right part. The best part is the fact that they're like, you get to stay at the resort for five days and you get six park hoppers. And I'm like, yes, that's what I want. Give me that. Well... I hate to tell you this, but if you have $12,000, you could just make all that come true in a single day. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. D- but uh, I would... yeah. D- Disney has a new tour they're doing called The World of Dreams. Okay, it, so you're it, all, you, you drop DMT <laughs> and then you go to Disney World. Everybody get this tossing in you. Time <laughs> Take this tab of acid and go fucking hog wild. So so they let you have uh, six people on this. They give you 12 hours. I don't know why they only give you 12 hours. Because sometimes the parks are open for longer than 12 hours. Yeah. But uh, they, you have two tour guides. Uh, the first thing they offer for this is backstage access and transportation. Now, if that's the same thing as what they offered before with the buses, that's kind of yeah. stupid. If I can, like, run around in the Haunted Mansion backstage, like, all day, I'll do that. That's $12,000. Yeah. Uh, you get Wait, front what? of the line access. Okay. So, you had a question? Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say... So wait, are you talking about the buses from... I was thinking that, like, I'm at Haunted Mansion, but my legs are tired, so I'm going to go backstage and get on a tram that takes me to Pirates well, of the Caribbean. I don't know. that. that, I get, that again, that might be an option, but they did for a while have, like, I think one of them was by Rock and Roller Coaster. One of them was by uh, Mission Space, I- maybe, but they had, like, buses that you could pay, like, $15 and you get on them and it would take you to like a back like I think one of them was by Space Mountain maybe but they would like drop you off like basically backstage instead of yeah. taking you like instead of taking the bus to the front of the park and having to go through security right oh by the way uh, about that Omaze thing I read it last night after I'd already entered and they were like well you will also get your, uh, what's it called when you're celebrating afterwards? The the drunkening. Uh, you get to have your <laughs> drunkening after the marriage and be our guest. And they're like, you get up to 50 people that we will not fucking pay to get down there. We will <laughs> not pay for them to stay there. You're screwed as far as them getting down there, but we will give them one day, one park passes. I, I just... Can you imagine being and be our guest, just you and, like, one other person, and the whole rest of the place is empty? I'm not gonna lie, I'd be down for it a little bit. They're like, who came? No one. Nobody. So it's just you, you know you need a witness. Hey, guy, come here. Yeah. You want to be our guest? You're gonna be in the other the, entire part of the restaurant. There's 20 waiters there. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I hope one so... of them is... I hope one of them is a tiny candelabra who can speak and sing for me. <laughs> Make my dreams happen, goddammit. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, so front of the line attraction access, that would save you some time. You could just ride uh, Flight of Passage like 45 times in a row. Um, exclusive viewing of nighttime spectaculars, which unless they're putting me like in the box where they shoot them off, I really don't care about that. Uh, you can get access to, you get you can have up to three meals with quote-unquote select alcohol. I don't know what that means. Uh, I select you, a lot of alcohol. You get up to three. You can pick any restaurant in Disney World you want, and I don't know if that counts Victoria and Alberts, but if it did, I would just go there and just sit for 12 hours. I don't know. For me, it'd get real depressing because they'd be like, all right, any restaurants you want, be our guest, <laughs> Victoria and Alberts. And I'm like, I want Casey's Corner to give me a smorgasbord of nasty dogs. Oh, I really thought you were going to say chicken guy. <laughs> nope, you've got it. You nailed it in one, buddy. Chicken guy. Can I? And, uh, hey, actually, you know, uh, Guy Fieri is a uh, ordained minister. He could just show up and do your wedding. You motherfucker. Oh, wow. Hold on. I'm not changing the vision board. I'm getting married at Disney World by Guy Fieri. Fieri will... And he's going to throw a chicken wing into my mouth as a celebration, and then we throw one on the ground and stomp on it. it this page does say that there are other opportunities based on what guests would request, but then it does say you get a tour of the Castle Dream Suite, which, again, just a tour, that ticks me off. For $12,000, I would really like to take a nap there. Yeah, like, can I take a one-hour nap, and that's all I want? And, oh, and if you want to do additional days, additional days are only $10,000, so... Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah, you said 12000 Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, it's 12000 for a day. I get my 12000s and 1200s mixed up, so I'm like, 1200s not that bad for that. That's pretty deep. Oh, no. <laughs> well, if you remember, the Club 33 membership was like $35,000 for a year. Yeah. I'd be like, can I be Club 33 for one day? Yeah, I just well, want hey, one day. It says, it says all restaurants eligible, so I would just pick that one. Yeah. Well, and watch honestly, them go, no. Well, honestly, that's not a bad idea for Disney, because, like, the Delta Sky Club, you can pay and be like, I just want to be a club member for this one day so I can go in there, be alone, and take a nap. Why not be like, <laughs> 33 for a day. The Club 33 for a day thing, it would be a very good idea, I think. I would say if it's $35,000 for a year and you get all kinds of crazy tickets and stuff, I would say for... 4000 4000 for one day. Hold on, let's do this math. Well, also, let's think about the fact that you wouldn't get the ticket. You don't get that excess shit. You don't get to get the cheaper tickets. All it is is you get access to, like, the restaurants for a day. So that's easily, like, a 1000 off, I think. Not a 1000 10000 off. <laughs> so let's take off that 10000 That's still 25000 They give you, I think, no, they give you, um... Like the high end pass for Club Thirty Three, they give you the high end pass. That's like the the, the very expensive like every day, no, no blackouts pass. I think pretty much, but you get like fifty one day tickets that you can like give to friends. So yeah. right there's like fifty five hundred dollars. Oh shit! Oh shit! I didn't think about this. They say you get fifty one day passes for your guests guests yeah. for the marriage thing, where I'm definitely getting married at Disney World. <laughs> Does that mean I just have 51 day passes? Because if so, I'm not taking anybody to this marriage, so I'll be set <laughs> for fucking life. I'll have so many passes. 
I'll have a stack of those passes in my hands that are like this thick. <laughs> also, just did the math. 25,306,000 minutes. Uh, 25,000 divided by 365, it'd only be $70 a day, which is not that bad, I don't think. Oh, I, I don't think you're allowed to go to Disney World every single day unless you run a vlog. Yeah. Which, uh, we gotta get to that level, Jim. Then we must. Then it's, I think, uh, state mandated that you have to go every day. And if you don't show up by, like, 11 in the morning, the police do come to your house. That's called working for Disney World, Jim. That's different. <laughs> um, yeah, we gotta get big enough to where Disney's like, would you like to go on a cruise? And I'm like, you know how much we say fuck on that show, right? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> come on. You know on. how much we say fuck, huh? You know, I say a fuck a lot in this costume. It's hot as hell. They have my they have my responses pre-programmed. What? Nothing. <laughs> so, Jim, this is a podcast where we build our own thiggity theme park. And this season, we are we're traveling deep adventurers into the world of the mysterious kingdom. A world of t- fucking dragons and goblins and all sorts of shit and it's basically D&D the theme park and last week I gave you the challenge of a garblin ride a yes, ride ride with them fancy garblins in it but I'd like to start off with this proposal for you Jim Murphy Okay. an entire section of our park that is a goblin village and cause goblins are tiny everything's tiny so there are small entrances there are bigger entrances if you're too old you can't like hunch underneath but otherwise everything's smaller your drinks will be smaller they'll also cost less but the drinks are smaller uh alcoholic beverages would be like shots but they'd be in like a tiny beer stein and stuff like that everything is just a little bit i just realized this means we would have to only hire dwarves to play our Okay, fuck it. I, yeah, it's fine. We'll just get a bunch of skinny dwarves in there to play goblins. Um, but that's my idea. And there would also be like a dwarven village right next to it. That way, everything that's small would be in one area. What do you think about this? Uh, you're not allowed to name it Goblin Knob because that's also that's A, taken, and B, very dirty. Goblin. Um, I'm trying to think of like what else it could be. But like a, just a bunch of smaller areas where everything's tiny and it kind of really sets you in the goblin world. I've also come up with the idea that the goblins hate the dwarves. Like, they're just two warring <laughs> I factions. I have a dwarf inside me. This is evil. <laughs> yeah. They're just really... They, they hate dwarves, and so, like, there's a dwarven village right by, and they're always warring and angry with each other. So, Jim, you walk uh, you walk up to a shopkeep. A shopkeep... Oh, well, hold on. I'm sorry. Not Jim. Let me refer to you as your... Um, <laughs> As your mysterious kingdom name, um, which was Danger Russ, if I remember correctly. (laughs) Yes, it was. So Russ walks up to a small goblin by the name of Gorbthon. And uh, what do you say? He runs a shop. (laughs) Gorbthon. He's outside Um, a shop. Yeah, where are your restrooms? I have restrooms. Shit, where do we want? What do you want, son? And he keeps kind of yelling at you until uh, he notices that you actually have paid money and get to be a character. Way to fucking roleplay, Jim. He's like, let me tell you that now. 
outside town. There's a massive hole run by dwarves. They've been mining awful close to uh, goblin fucking territory. And it's, I need your help. Because let me tell you, the closer you get, that means it's ours. All the gold they find is ours. Mr. Russ, would you like to make some money today? Okay. Flint Hard uh, Gold, yes. Ara uh, is not complicated, because Scotty wrote this ten minutes before the show starts. <laughs> you must invade the mine, sneak past the guards, and then ride in the shaft till you find gold. I don't know why he's now turning. Phrasing. I don't know why he's not turning it. Dead men tell no tales. No, uh, you really, you're Flint Hart Blongold right now. It's, oh. You're really pushing. Okay. Um, so after that, you walk up to the mine and standing in front. I was originally going to say one dwarf, but now I like the idea that there's five. That way, one dwarf isn't going to have a line behind him of people trying yeah. to enter. Uh, Sleepy is asleep, obviously, and Dopey can't get out of cast member parking. Yeah. So it's the other uh, so, five. So you walk up to the head of the security of the dwarves, Tugnuts, uh, trying to gain access. <laughs> trying to gain access, and I figure oh, there are I a hope few. He doesn't. I hope that isn't a literal name. Well, he does tug on him as you walk up. He's like, "Ugh, stretch him out." And so you can try to get, <laughs> you can try to get by him uh, with clever trickery or bribery. You can use any of the classic ways that we've discussed, like we did last week, or you can challenge him to a, na- a game of Gorbin, which is a dwarven dice game that dwarves love to play. And I figured there could be like these giant dice that you could throw, and then you could try to fight him in a game of Gorbin. The problem is if you lose. You can always try again later, but that does mean that you can't immediately go on to the ride to complete the mission. Um, you can ri- you can ride it if you want, but the problem is the mission would not be complete. Is that spelled G-O-R-B-I-N, Gorbin? Gorbin. I never played Gorbin before. Old dwarf game. Everyone there talks the same way. <laughs> um, so after you get past Tugnuts, you go into the mine. And it's just this massive mining shaft, and you see, like, old rusted tools laying about. Uh, Fun things you could do in the queue I really like. Like, if you lean against a rock and push it in, it'll trigger, like, a a, a rock slide on another part of the, uh, another part of it. There's, like, water rushing through. A lot of really cool, like, mining effects. And then finally you get into the vehicle, and it's an old mine cart. And this isn't Seven Dwarves Mine Train, I swear. But it's a roller coaster. <laughs> and you go on this big indoor roller coaster throughout the mine. It's basically that one level in Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> and yeah, so I don't think the Seven Dwarves didn't invent the minecart coaster. I mean, yeah, at so least Indiana Jones, if not before that. It was Donkey Kong, be fair. Now, there's twists and turns through it, and then eventually you reach the end of the ride, which is the mine elevator. And that is where this goes from roller coaster into a long ass drop ride that takes you up and down a th- hundred foot shaft deep into the mine. And that's where you finally, after you've puked up your lunch, you find this massive pile of gold and you claim your reward. And now this is where I came up with an idea, Jim. If we really want these characters to live in the world, the character, if you want Dangerous to live in this world, there has to be consequences for his actions. Because 
you can take the 500 gold back to uh, back to the gar- back to the goblin and give him the gold and then receive your cut or you can take all of the gold leave and then use it for the rest of the day here's the problem with that Anytime you go back to the goblin village, you are not allowed to buy anything. You can't participate in anything. All of the goblins hate you now. If you, The dwarves are actually pretty good fans of you because you <laughs> fucked over the goblins. But the goblin, like if you see an NPC goblin somewhere else in the park, he'll come up to you and give you shit about it. Like everyone but will know what you did. Were, the, the dwarves were guarding the mine. So you got past them, stole something from the mine, but the dwarves are still cool with you. Oh, wait a minute. Does this mean now that choice has an action no matter what? Like, either the goblins will love you or the dwarves will love you. Either way, you're going to come out bad on one of the sides. This is like Fallout. It's faction warfare. I think it's just whether you take it or not. Okay, I like that. I think the dwarves are going to be cool no matter what. And I think the goblins will either hate you for the rest of your life... (laughs) <laughs> or they'll love, they'll be fine with you if you bring it back. But I do like this idea of having, because I think you brought up something about this last week of being able to keep your keep your loot instead of returning it to finish your mission. But I like the idea yes. that like there's repercussions for your actions if you just keep the loot. So I like that idea. But that's that's my ride. That's the goblin. The it doesn't have a name. <laughs> well, if you can find one out before I before the episode goes up. On the iTunes, I'll put it in there. Tugnuts shaft drop. <laughs> yep, you gotta write that on the internet for everyone to read forever. <laughs> Tugnuts shaft drop. So there's that, Jim Murphy. What did you bring to the table this week? Okay, so my idea um, was essentially a. Uh, if you remember uh, at the Hollywood Studios, they had something called the Jedi Trials of the Temple. You want to repeat Fuck. your curse? Fuck yeah, they did. <laughs> since, you, since you muted yourself, okay. Uh, so my idea would basically be like a quest that was something where you had to sign up for it in advance. Uh, that was like run like once or twice a day. And part of it would be like in front of a crowd, like the trials of the temple was where they would basically be training you to uh uh basically like uh fight goblins okay so you would have like a uh like the teacher and there maybe would be like fake goblins that would come out that were like costumed and they would like show you how to attack them and you would have like can i propose a quick change okay this happen in can this happen in the dwarven village (laughs) (laughs) I, I guess that that is a thing you can do. Yeah. Um, the uh, basically like after your training, they would uh, come by with these like tram caravan like buses, pick all the the like students up, and then take you to like basically an area that wasn't where guests would normally go. Like it's I don't want to say it's backstage because it is like only for guests, but it's like the entrance is only for people that do this. It's like a quest. people mover to the entrance. Yeah, but in that caravan, you would actually get special weapons given to you, depending on what kind of, uh, and and for a reason. So, like, if you were a wizard, they would give you, like, a special wand, or, well, actually, not the, the wand probably wouldn't matter, but for, like, the, if you had a sword, they'd give you a special, like, magic sword, and, like, um, 
and like a magic crossbow, maybe. Okay. Because the idea is you would go into this cave, and the idea would be eventually to like, uh, you'd have to attack a goblin king. Oh, okay. So in this cave, it was because I didn't want to just do a Buzz Lightyear because that was originally my, like, like the idea, but I, I need to save that. That that can't just be like thrown out there willy nilly every week. Well, this could be like a Buzz Lightyear. Like there well, could be it a kind of is, but it's walking. So it's oh. like a cave. It's and like so so goblins pop up like close to you, close to all the like you would go in with your like uh, guide. But, like, uh, these goblins would pop up kind of like the, the ghouls in the Haunted Mansion graveyard. Fuck those things. We've never and talked so, about this on the show, but fuck those things. So, if you had the sword, if you were one of the people with the sword, you would, like, attack them and they would, like, quote-unquote, die. And then, farther away would be, like, other goblins and, like, the magic people and the crossbow people would, like, pick them off. Like, it would just be all special effects. Right. So there'd be like there would be like somebody kind of watching you through a camera or something to know when you were aiming at things and destroying things. But eventually, you would get through to uh, like the final room with this like Goblin King like animatronic up on this like pedestal, and the uh, because your weapons were like given to you, it would kind of be like a glow with the show sort of thing where they would start to glow and there'd be like effects coming off of them. Oh, that's cool. And there would be, like, this special thing where you would, like, everybody would, like, take aim at the Goblin King at once. There would be, like, some crazy special effect that would go off and, like, the, the Goblin King would be defeated. Okay. Can and I then pro- after after you came back out, that would be, like, they'd go, oh, you get treasure for, like, beating the Goblin King. And so that, that's, like, what you would get for completing the quest. Can I propose a quick worry? Okay. Is it going to be pretty sturdy mannequins or actual people as goblins uh it would be mannequins like some kind oh, of thank a god thank situation. god because i thought it was just gonna be some dude who's getting wailed on by a five-year-old with a sword <laughs> no it would be real... some sort of effect uh like dummy sort of situation like at the, okay. well at the beginning when they do the training they would have people come out like dressed as goblins but it would be obvious that it was like a dwarf in a goblin mask or something yeah yeah and so you would run up and like smack them one time and they would go like uh and like fall away dead okay i like that idea a little bit because originally i was going to think if we wanted to do humans what you could do is have the them on a different side and then like say the swords are like swords of thunder and then you could point it to it, press a button, and then it would be like laser tag at that point. So the goblin would get struck. No. Oh, no. And then fall down. <laughs> and then the people with wands already have like the thing in their wands that allow them to cast their spells. I guess a button on those as well. Yeah. And then that person could that, do that, that. That could be an option for some of them. It's like it's part of it is having a big enough space so that the like 10 or 12 people that are doing the, the quest will each have a chance to do something. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could also, like, color code the goblins. So, like, blue goblins are resistant to, like, magic or something. So, like, you have to wail on them with a sword. Certain ones are more well-guarded, so you have to take them out with a uh, wand. Like, so... That's a good idea. Yeah, that way you have to work together. That could be part of their training show thing. Yeah. But it would be, like, a pay... I don't know if you'd make it a pay experience, but it would be something that you would have to, like, sign up for and fill the spots, and then they would do the shows. Right. And you would get, like, some kind of souvenir at the end. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, you gotta do that. Can't just kill the Goblin King willy-nilly and not get shit. Well, I'm thinking you would get something, like, for the app, but then they would give you, like, you know how Disney gives you, like, pins and stuff like that? You would get something 
Yeah. It's like the I killed the Goblin King. No, I think that could be a merch possibility. A shirt that says I killed the Goblin King or something like that. Because, like, we can't just keep giving shit out willy-nilly. We need to make money here, Jim Murphy. Although we are charging people $5,000 to do this. So, <laughs> I do like the idea that uh, someone on Twitter yesterday, another I know they were another person who does uh, theme park podcasts, they posted a picture of the, um, of the Spider-Man schematic. Have you seen it? For uh, California Adventure? Uh, well, aren't they doing like a Buzz Lightyear thing out there? Is that what they're doing? No, what it is. Or are it, they doing the swinging thing? Because I saw the swinging thing. That's what I'm where, talking about. Oh, good lord! I don't even. Yeah, that creeps me out so bad. It's basically a pendulum that goes across a railing to give you the feeling of being Spider-Man, so you're swinging back and forth. Yeah, I saw. I heard about that like a couple months ago, and I was horrified. So, I, I mean, I don't know what you want to propose for next week, but I want to let you know my proposal for the week after that is going to be we have to do a ride in an innovation. We have to do something that's never been done before to ride. Which I'm fairly sure was everything I did in um, the fucking third season park. Where, where I was um, like, what's never been done? Whiskey. <laughs> I, I, um, I'm just going to go with, uh, since you did goblins, I think I'm just going to go with dragons. Ooh, boy, yes. You speak in my language yeah, now, since, I mean, if we're doing a Dungeons and Dragons park, we might as well hit the dragons early. I'm going a, I'm to a do both. It's going to have a dungeon and also a dragon in it. Well, most of these things do have dungeons built into them somehow. Yeah, or a big, big shaft. So, Jim, where can <laughs> they find you on the internet? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Apparently Smart. Uh, yes. The, I thought, damn yeah. it, I muted myself to vape, and then you're like, that's it. Fuck you, that's Scotty. It. You should be used to this. It's been 65 episodes. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O-B-I-O. My book's on Amazon, the Quasal Corp Trilogy, BS versus the Gods. And check out all the other shows at a load of purebs.com, because BS is back! A load of BS is returned after a long hiatus. We defeated the podcast Illuminati in what was an absolutely amazing musical extravaganza. You guys need to check it out. Fun Fiction's back after a long hiatus, too. So you need to go to a load of purebs.com because it's popping off, ladies and gentlemen. But if you like what we're doing, if you've already checked everything out, if you've already rated, commented, and subscribed and done all that fantastic stuff, then why not try and support us? Support us on patreon.com slash a load of BS. You get tons of cool stuff. Me and Blake are doing a series. Hopefully the first episode will be out soon called... Um, we're tentatively calling it You Paid For This, and it is a commentary series similar to Rift Tracks where we watch terrible movies and commentate on them. Our first is, of course, Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector. So you get access to that. You get access to our exclusive Discord where you can hang out and chat with us, and you get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week like our boy, Ransom Meltzer, the Patreon saint of Opposite Attractions, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure to support us there. Support us by picking up some op at merch at merch.aloadedpurebs.com. And remember to check out the older shows at opposite-attractions.com. And, of course, remember to find all of Jim's crazy rantings about theme parks at op at show that's spelled o-p-p-a-t-t-s-h-o-w are you down with o-p-p